0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serra.
1: On this episode, do pyramids have the power to heal?
2: I remember in fact I am me going to one of the prisons, uh, it was a juvenile prison. So they said, "Okay, why don't we build this pyramid in our in you know, in here and see the effects?" and they have seen amazing results. The inmates would go sit inside and meditate, and they, they came out much, again, I say higher vibration because higher vibration is, is love, gratitude, compassion, forgiveness, all of those are high vibrations. So when you are coming out with more of that in your heart, you, your vibration has raised. So they would come out and actually teach meditation, which was impressive, like that's amazing.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Reverse Speech Radio, a podcast committed to telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Using the exact same technology as the CIA, they know because they trained them. Join hosts Christian DeCadur and David John Oates every week and hear never-before-heard reversals, revealing the hidden truth. Catch politicians lying. Climb inside the head of serial killers. Even hear EVPs played in reverse. Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? All will be revealed on Reverse Speech Radio. New episodes drop every Thursday. Find out more at reversespeech.ca. Listen and subscribe at reversespeechradio.libson.com.
0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres.
1: Welcome to your Wednesday. So I have arrived in Veriga, just outside of Kalamata, looking out over the Messinian Bay. And I have this telescope beside me here where I'm sitting. And one of the things we like to do, besides look at the moon and the stars at night, of course, is to keep track of the various tankers and, and seafaring vessels that anchor in the bay uh, just off of Kalamata. Uh, and we like to see what flags they're flying and, and, uh, and see if we can spot any of the crew on board. It's a lot of fun. A little later, I'm going to start scouring the property to see if I can find Bob. I don't know if you remember Bob. That was Zachary's tortoise that he found last summer. And he had him for all of of about two hours, I guess. And then he escaped. It was my fault. I wasn't keeping an eye on him. And we thought he was long gone. But then, this past spring, we received a text message from a friend who keeps an eye on the house when we're not here in, uh, in Verga. And she saw Bob. A little bigger, but still the same tortoise, she saw him coming down the mountain out the kitchen window. So, apparently, he lives somewhere amidst the olive trees, so I'll find him. Okay, Monday, I talked to Stephen Myers about his theory on what the Great Pyramids of Giza were actually built for. Essentially, giant water pumps that generate electricity. On this episode, we're also going to discuss pyramids, but from a very different perspective. Remember pyramid power back in the mid-70s? It was all the rage. Everyone was walking around wearing pyramids on their heads for good luck. Uh, but Pari Patri is here to tell us about the healing power of pyramids, in particular the Tetrahedron pyramid. She's a woman's empowerment coach, spiritual healer, and is the daughter of spiritual leader Bramarshi Subhash Patri, the founder of the Pyramid Spiritual Societies Movement. Pari's specialties lie in meditation, manifestation, pyramid energy, and crystal energy. She helps other successful but stuck women raise their vibration to manifest their reality by overcoming their fear and breaking through the resistance. Pari Patry, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you?
2: I am doing great. How are you,
1: Richard? I'm terrific. Thank you. Before we get into some pyramid talk here, I want to talk about your upbringing in India and your uh, your immersion in the world of meditation at a very early age.
2: Sure. yeah. Um, I was uh, well, I was born into the environment where meditation was everyday practice, and uh, that's how I grew up. I was uh, the first thing is the first thing I learned was how to meditate. And the first thing I taught was how to meditate at the age of five. So it was, um, it was a very different uh, environment, though I didn't realize at that point.
1: You were, you were teaching adults to meditate when you were five. How does that happen? Yes. How does that work?
2: <laughs> well, it's pretty, actually, it's pretty interesting because, uh, you know, the way um, my father is teaches or in fact encourages is everybody is a master. Everybody is a master and everybody is a leader. So there is no worshiper or a follower concept. So once I learned meditation, um, so whenever anybody comes and anybody new comes in into our house, he would be like, okay, you know what, Pari, teach, teach them meditation and or, you know, share your experience. And it, it was like very natural. It didn't seem like I am some teacher and I'm teaching something. It's just that I'm, te- I'm telling them what I know. Um, and, uh, in fact, adults, they get, you know, like people who haven't never seen this, like a child talking about meditation, they get, uh, they are amazed to see that. And I remember so many people have taught and they are still actually in the organization actively spreading meditation.
1: I'm just curious, so, about What do you, do you have memories of what it was like between the ages of two and five to, to be meditating?
2: Um, yes, I do have few memories. I have, in fact, a lot of memories like sitting with my mother. Um, she she is, uh, oh my gosh, she's a serious meditator. She used to meditate for hours together over the night. And I remember waking up and seeing her meditating. And uh, it, it was just a, it, it was a side, very common, very, uh, you know, usual so i would whenever my father had meditation sessions at home mostly at home because at that point we didn't have any center or anything so people would just come to our home and uh, whenever he he plays flute so whenever he played and people meditated i would just sit quietly i would just probably at that time i didn't know really how to observe my breath i probably i would be just closing my eyes and um yeah so that that was so uh, that was about it so i remember Talks about uh, past lives. Talks about all of these talks were ripe at that age, and 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 that is the age when you actually get programmed because you're at the delta and theta wavelength where your subconscious mind is active uh, and everything is directly entering then. So I remember all of this very very clearly. Not every every you know scenario or every situation, but I do have some memories where. Um, they they you know i was meditating or teaching
1: i'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around as the father <laughs> of twin boys who were 12 i'm tr- mm-hmm. and i remember when they were two three four five years old i'm trying to imagine what that would be like to have a child that age sitting quietly
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i know i you know i'm amazed too because now i have a three and three and a half and a two year old uh, toddlers so I try to teach them. I think it's the most important. How that happened is because, because of the environment, because that is what I was seeing every day. Yes. Um. So that is the reason why. Because if you are not surrounded by people, or if you're not surrounded by those conversations, it, it's it it is it is a an effort to be that way or do that. But you you're that's your life. You're living that. You see people talking about it. I remember all night. My my mother. And a crew and group, a group of, um, her, of my father's friends would they would come and they would do this uh, um, I, you know uh, we call it Ouja board um, um, I don't know what you call it. I forgot the name um, you know uh, do you know calling the spirits right oh the, a Ouija the, board yes a Ouija uh, board
1: yes we call it the Ouija same board. thing a Ouija yes. board yes
2: yes so I remember they used to do all night, and then have masters come uh, talk to, and and it was pretty fascinating. So it's it's um it's a it's a crazy ride, but yeah, I still you know I, for my children right now, I teach them meditation every night, every day. We have this specific time and a place, and we say, you know what, this is meditation time. They don't have to actually meditate all if they even if they just close their eyes for a few seconds, it's an achievement for us. Um, <laughs> And that's what we try to do that now, with right? With my children.
1: So then, then you, you. So you learned to meditate. You were teaching meditation to adults when you were five. Then uh, we move ahead to when you're in your late or your early twenties. You moved to the United States to attend school, and all of that falls by the boards. What happened?
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, uh, I grew up. Um, uh, in that environment that I wanted to get away because I was uh, you know in the in the teenage I didn't want to I wanted to see the world. I wanted to explore. I wanted to adventure. I wanted to have boyfriends <laughs> so um, it, it was not that uh, you know, um, I wanted more uh, like to get away. It's more like I wanted to find my own path um, So I came to us. Yes, I did my master's here and uh, but but again, the surroundings changed here. The environment was very different. I was surrounded with people who were not believing in what I did all my life, who, who believed in fear. <laughs> well, they don't say it's fear, but it's technically that, that you need to struggle, you need to work hard, you need to do this, get success, otherwise nobody is going to look at you. In all these belief systems were that I was surrounded with. And, uh, and I wanted to be loved and accepted. So I just uh, allowed myself to believe what they believed, allowed myself to forget what I believed. So I forgot everything about uh, my, my past and I said, you know what, this is the real world, this is how things are and I'm, I'm supposed to, this is how people, successful people believe and I'm supposed to do this and I will get success so i did that and i went that ride for about 10 years until i was awakened back again
1: so you in other words you joined the rat race and then you you came mm-hmm. to you came to experience uh some call it american others i guess in a more philosophical bent might might refer to it as you know existential ennui
2: yeah Yeah, the rat race. Yeah, absolutely. It was because I had to finish my master's, get an internship and then prove myself there and then get a corporate job. And uh, with that, get uh, married and job and uh, have a house. So it was just like milestones that I had to meet one by one, but nothing really gave me uh, that happiness that I was looking for. I was like kicking each goal like a video game. But it was re- It was really not uh, giving me what I was looking for. So uh, there is something wrong. That's why. That's when I realized and I was awakened to my own self at that point.
1: Right. And you, you and your husband were trying uh, to have children and not having much luck. Uh, yeah. Uh, which may, upon reflection, have been related to stress and all of those things, which makes it difficult difficult to conceive. So, at what point? And, and what led to your decision to investigate the the power of pyramids?
2: Well, pyramids were always a part of my life because the pyramids were, uh, that is where I grew up. My, the first pyramid I saw was in 1990 when I was, when I was eight years old. Um, so that's where I meditated and I've heard about, you know, people having experiences, immense experiences, Um, in the pyramid when they were meditating, like having third eye activations, astral traveling, having um, uh, kundalini awakenings. So there were so many things, healings, uh, you know, uh, from my headache to cancer, like so many amazing experiences that I've seen and heard around. Um, and, And when I came here, I kind of forgot about that and got into the scientific thinking, the skeptic thinking, because I was surrounded with those people. So I didn't really... Believe in all that, but I just didn't know I just suppressed it. I just suppressed all that information Um, So once I was told that I was not uh, Going to I was not going to get pregnant the natural way and I had to go through a process and uh, that's when my husband started researching about it and uh, Well, he was uh, you know, the the success rate is not so great. These are the news that was that was showing up but then that is the point I decided I'm going to go back to my spiritual roots, go back to the, the knowing that I have that I create my own reality. And that's when I decided I was going to make it happen. There was no way it's not going to happen. So, and I knew it in my heart. I didn't, you know, this scares people, like especially, uh, you know, if, if you are not, if you do not have that uh, inner knowing, uh, people are more rely on data and, uh, and you know, the, the things that we see visually and the statistics. So my I did not discuss all of this with my husband because I knew he wouldn't understand when I say I will be. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, he had to go through his own research. But I knew I could do it. I knew I will do it. And that's when I started again going back to quantum science, quantum physics, Studying about the healing power of pyramids because I wanted to use it on my own self. So yeah, I started you know learning about Russian pyramids uh, pyramids and Giza pyramids everywhere and uh, Really understood the power of it. You know what the the real thing that really awakened me was um, David Wilcox's wisdom teaching show Okay, um, that is that is when when I saw the show uh, I it, Everything just came back to me because everything that was taught in in the show was something that I've learned growing up uh, as a child, as a baby. I've, that's what I've listened to. So and
1: so, you yeah. constructed a sort of a tetrahedron-shaped uh, pyramid to scale, obviously. And what did you you wore it on your head, or how did you how did you how did you do, did you do this?
2: Well, yeah, I had a copper pyramid with the dimensions of the visa pyramid. So I would put that pyramid on my stomach um, on my second chakra where my blockage was. Um, every time I watch TV, every time I have a conversation, it's just on my stomach. And I'm doing a visualization technique that the energy inside the pyramid is going into my body, healing me and and clearing all the blockages. So this is something that I did all night. Anytime I remembered, I would put that pyramid on my stomach.
1: And again, built a scale to the exact specifications of the the Great Pyramids of Giza. Yes. Did it have yes. to be aligned in a certain direction?
2: Well, uh, this, it's, it's said that, and I've experienced that, if you align it to the north, magnetic north, mm-hmm. it is not much powerful, or to the true north. Um, it is believed in one of the books. It's fascinating that it's, uh, in, in one of the books by Patrick Flanagan, uh, in The Power of Pyramids, he writes that, uh, one of the scientists have found that uh, the 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 time when pyramids were built, um, that is the time when magnetic north and the true north were aligned. Um, so people say you you align it to true north. Some people say magnetic north, but I I like to uh, align it with magnetic north north when I'm working.
1: Right, I mean, like right. So you were using the uh, the pyramid and you were placing it on your abdomen. Uh, whenever you had a chance. So mm-hmm. how long did how long did this procedure last? And then what was the result?
2: Well, the procedure itself uh, lasts. So, for example, I I went through the IVF process twice. So the one the the one cycle means like it's a it's about a three month process. So the first month is is when they retrieve. Retrieval process of the eggs and then they fertilize and then they put it back. So it's about a three month process. And that's extremely involved both physically and mentally, emotionally, because you are going to the clinic every single day, being monitored. Uh, there's ultrasounds, there's, there's injections, hormones, there's so much going on in those three months. So uh, I was working in the, I was at my corporate job at that point. So I would go to work. I would, the first thing in the morning is I have to go to the clinic, get myself checked. And then from there, I would go to the work. I would forget everything what happened. So I kept myself. So in the morning, I would meditate. And in the evening, I come back and, uh, and you know, what, uh, the, whatever, the dinner and stuff. And then I would just sit and have this pyramid on me. It's like, this was my, it's not I think the most important thing is when we work with spiritual tools, you're not attached to the outcome. I'm not, I'm not attached to that outcome of being pregnant. Um, It's not something that it's going to devastate me or I'm losing that attachment. And I'm just doing this process because I want to do it and I choose to do it. And, uh, and I'm working on it. So I'm working with my pyramids. I'm meditating. I'm, And meditation helps me keep my stress levels low because that is very important for anything to work. Um, So I do my meditations. I used to work with my crystals as well at that point. So I worked with very specific crystals that help me with my uh, IVF process. So everything together and also energy work, I was into. That's when I started really exploring how energy works and how I can um, actually uh, clear my blocks
1: and so the result was.
2: Well, I have two beautiful children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and
1: you attribute that yeah. to the uh, to the pyramid, the healing power of the pyramid.
2: I think it's it's everything put together. It's right. it's not just the pyramid. It's my mindset, um, also, and it's it's uh, believing in myself that I can do this. I I would. More than any tools, I would give credit to our own power within us. Hmm. Um, And these are all just supporting us to remember who we are.
1: Let me just go back to India for a moment because I've heard you speak Mm -hmm. about how pyramid power was used in the prisons in India. Tell me about this.
2: Yes. Um, Yeah. So we have. uh, So once we started building pyramids, people started uh, noticing the effects, the word spread. And everywhere, towns, villages where people can't even afford uh, much, they started building pyramids because they've really seen the benefits of it. Um, and and then we had few people come and ask, like, hey, you know what? What if, if we build this in, in a prison? What does it do? And and up till that point, you know, my father was actually going to the prisons and teaching meditation to the prisoners. Uh, so that was one of the activities they had, and he would do that. I remember, in fact, I am me going to one of the prisons. Uh, it was a juvenile prison. Uh, but anyways, so they said, OK, why don't we build this pyramid in our, in you know, in here and see the effects. So that's when one of the first pyramid was built in that in South India. And they have seen amazing results. Um, the, the inmates would go sit inside and meditate. Um, and they they came out much, uh, uh, you know, Again, I say higher vibration because higher vibration is, is love, gratitude, compassion, forgiveness. All of those are high vibrations. So when you are coming out with more of that in your heart, your your vibration has raised. Um, so they would come out and actually teach meditation, which is impressive, like that's amazing. And so another, so there were two uh, pyramids built in another different location. and uh, And now more and more are coming up.
1: And what can we say about the effectiveness of these pyramids in the prisons? Has it, let's say, for example, decreased the recidivism rate?
2: Yeah, so it has uh, decreased uh, the feelings of anger. In fact, this research was done in Russia as well. Um, What they did was, uh, but it's the Russian pyramid. The angles are different, but still it's a pyramid. So what they did was they would put um, the... They kept the materials inside the pyramid, the building materials inside the pyramid, um, and they constructed the prison in Russia. Um, and also, they put they would put salt and pepper inside the pyramid, and they would take that salt and pepper and give uh, mix it in the food that was served to the prisoners. They have seen amazing results, exactly the similar that they're they are more now kinder. The crime, uh, the 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 anger and frustration that they hold, that the levels of that decreased. So it's it's a phenomenon. It's, it's amazing that it's just not, uh, you know, the pyramids are known, you know, the research, initial research was it was the razors getting sharpened and all of that. It's the atomic structure being changed of physical matter. But also now it is affecting emotionally and energetically, which is pretty, pretty amazing.
1: Uh, let me just back up because you mentioned a razor. This was an experiment done when they they placed a dull razor inside a pyramid and left it mm-hmm. for what twenty four forty eight hours.
2: Yes, this was done by Dr. Darbal in um, um, in the I think his Czechoslovakian. Yes. Um, so yeah, so he yeah this was a very this is a very popular um, research that many researchers um, emulate. Uh, you know, try to repeat it, but. Yeah, so that was done and uh, it would, this was a time when, uh, it, uh, you know, they, the people could not even afford some razors and he just wanted to experiment and see maybe it will work because he heard about the power of pyramid. This was in 1960s, I believe, 60s or 70s. And uh, and then uh, he would put the razor inside and saw, uh, I, I believe it was 48 hours um, and saw that the razor came out sharpened. So what that the pyramid actually did was it actually changed the atomic structure of the razor, like the physical structure, which was pretty um, incredible. And uh, and he even has a patent, uh, a, a um, razor sharpener for that.
1: Remarkable. More of my conversation with Paris Patrie when Conspiracy Unlimited continues. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you're going to want to check out my brand new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet shop. There's an exclusive line of men and women's classic tees with a very cool design. It's a limited run and a limited time offer, a special price of $21 U.S. That lasts only until August the 19th. There are also mugs, tote bags, and stickers. Go to strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and find the Strange Planet Shop button at the bottom of the page. The Strange Planet Shop at StrangePlanet.ca.
0: Theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, Here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five.
1: Paris Patry is here discussing the healing powers of pyramids. What about the the experiment? You've mentioned it on your website about a dead cat placed in the middle of a pyramid. What happened?
2: Yes, sir. So this was again, uh, you know, people call it legends, people call it uh, theories. But what? Uh, one of the books again, this was written in Patrick Flanagan book that um, a dead cat was uh, placed in the pyramid and um, and it it died of uh, it was it was found dead though they were because it, it was starved to death. Uh, because it didn't want to eat any insects or any any animals right there, any rats or anything there, because it didn't want to eat any animal inside. And that was what the book says, and many says, uh, and also it was found that it was mummified, which was um, like nothing, there was no, um, no nobody did anything, it was naturally mummified. So that was one of the questions, like, how did pyramid do that, what, what is that it did? But many scientists after that came and questioned the same story, like, is it real, is it not real? Um, that's when the whole research started about what pyramid power is. But this was one of the earliest legends uh, books that talk about this uh, cat being starved to death in the pyramid.
1: And then it naturally mummified.
2: Yeah, it naturally mummified, and this experiment was repeated by many scientists afterwards. If you read the book, um, I forgot the guy's name, uh, the Giza Pyramid com. There's a there's a whole bunch of research done on that uh, for the uh, Giza Pyramid.
1: So then, can the be can the, the pyramid be used to dehydrate certain foods?
2: dehydrate certain foods Uh, what does that mean
1: well for example you can take um, you can buy these on the market they dehydrate let's say if you want to store food and you're not going to use refrigeration you can dehydrate uh, certain types of meat and you can dehydrate
2: uh, vegetables and yeah in fact that's one of the most common uh, experiments as well that when you put stuff inside the pyramid they stay longer fresh Even plants, they grow. uh, You know, uh, the they really grow pretty um, healthily without any pesticides or or without any fertilizers. I mean, Um, so that's this is a research. In fact, even in Russia right now, they do the pyramid. In fact, not only changes the atomic structure of the physical matter, but also affects uh, the environment. That means that they found that. The oil has become less denser, so it is easier to take out from the ground. The the water uh, becomes much purified. Uh, the seismic activity reduces around the pyramid, uh, the area in that pyramid. This was again monitored. Um, all these experiments, all these research that I'm talking about, is uh, given in that GizaPyramid.com website.
1: Remarkable. Now, so,
2: let's, um, yeah.
1: Let's let's talk a little bit about the metaphysics of the the tetrahedron, uh, because Mm -hmm. uh, to me, this is fascinating. This is, you know, the the, um, the tetrahedron is one of, I guess, what they call the five platonic solid shapes. And I don't know how Plato knew this or Pythagoras knew this, because now if you look on a periodic table of elements and Mm -hmm. all of the elements, they'll show you the crystalline structure of those elements, and they all have... The one of the the five platonic solid shapes, whether it's a crystalline structure of a cube or a tetrahedron or an octahedron, etc. Uh, they knew all those years ago in ancient Greece that the the tetrahedron and other these shapes they really are the the building blocks of the universe. How did they know mm-hmm. that?
2: Well. Um, <laughs> Well, I believe that uh, one of one of again, this information comes from various sources. Um, uh, one of the th- uh, theories is that Plato was uh, given this information from from an Egyptian uh, who knew this. This information was passed on from the ancient builders. Um, so, so he so this was one of the theories that I've uh, heard in one of the. Uh, many different people, many different sources, uh who are you know, who give channel messages and all that. But in many books I've read that he went to an Egyptian and then he was passed on. But all this information came from our ancients. It's it is it is there. Uh it's not that he he was um uh he you know, it it's not that he magically uh created this information. He was he was channeling into that or he was received this information from one of his um who was in contact with the higher-density beings.
1: You know, it's that's in, what I Right. And and he associated the tetrahedron with as mm-hmm. a fire uh, fire yes. um, element, uh, which is interesting because that relates to the solar plexus, and, and that's how you were using it, really, on your solar Ab- plexus.
2: Absolutely. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> pyramid is actually the name of the pyramid means pyramid, means fire in the middle. Um, That's the actual meaning. So, um, yes, a pyramid uh, is is fire is all about digestive system. That is where we hold fire in the five elements in our body. And um, I was specifically using pyramid because of the sacred geometry as well. I'm aligning. In fact, I used a pyramid because of copper as well, because the color matters. There's a color vibration associated with the chakra. So I'm adding the chakra with the sacred geometry and putting in and I would put a crystal called carnelian uh, inside the pyramid and I would put the pyramid over it because I'm adding all these elements, um, vibrations uh, to clear the blocks on my second chakra. So, yes, it's uh, you're absolutely right. It is the, the second chakra is all about it's an emotional chakra. It's all about your emotions. And I was suppressing my emotions for what, 10, 12 years, and no wonder I had this block in my physical body. So I was energetically trying to clear, because anything before it manifests physically to first manifest in our energetic field, and slowly as it gets denser and denser, it shows up on our physical body. So if I'm, it's not just that I'm taking medicines and injections or hormones, I need to work on my energy body as well, and I knew that. So that's why even though I was taking them for my physical healing I had to heal my emotion emotional body and my energetic body as well etheric body. So this is the reason why I was using all these tools.
1: You know when you think of the the physical uh, qualities of the tetrahedron its uh its its shape it's got four triangular faces which means whichever way you turn it that that's its base you can set it on any of its right. sides and it's so it's very stable it's mm-hmm. a very stable um uh, shape does that relate at all does that have anything to do with its power
2: well it's all about the shape the power is all about the shape um so there were many experiments done um uh, with the cone cone shapes and uh, um, the, the 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 four tetra the triangular size that you're talking about, and also the Giza pyramid is basically four triangle sides, but the base is square. Right.
0: Um,
2: and the Russian pyramid and the the angles are steeper in Russian. It's about seventy two degrees. So it's is the shape power. It's definitely the shape power. What uh, the scientists like Nikolai Kosrov uh, have found that that the shape itself acts as a funnel. Which uh, creates higher uh, vibrations, where the energy, the prana that we talk about, or the cosmic energy is is really moving at a very, very high vibration, uh, at a high frequency rate. So when when it, when it is a higher frequency, the healing the, the the healing happens at a very faster rate. The manifestation happens faster rate. There are so many people who talk about it. Uh, in fact, I've just done a recent interview with Charlie Z's who actually makes uh, uh, PVC pipes, pyramids, uh, just as the Russian pyramid, where he talks of there's so many people who came back and said, whatever we think, whatever we are in, you know, make our intention, it is manifesting much faster because now you're using that high vibration to direct your energy into, through your intention. So, yes, the, it's, it's all about the shape power, which which is creating all these Higher, different frequencies and every shape has its own frequency if it's a steeper. It's a different one the Giza pyramid is more of milder um, more to connect your spiritual um, self um, So it, it's really depends if you you know There's so much that you can experiment and see what really works for me if it is a physical healing I really uh, work with um, the Giza pyramid and also the Russian so it's both in combination
1: uh have you also experimented with other types of of pyramids let's say for example you mentioned the russian but i mean specifically like the 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 octa octahedron or the um, mm-hmm. uh dodecahedral pyramid
2: yes yes i do work with them dodeca i icosahedron um or uh, uh octahedron i hexahedron um i do work with them in a sense like where i do crystal grids so I take that sacred geometry and align my crystals in, in, within that sacred geometry um, that has its own um, power because like hexahedron uh, works great with a clear quartz because clear quartz internal physical structure is an hexahedron. So it really resonates with that sacred geometry. So when you align with that with the hexahedron, it, uh, the, the vib- vibration is very powerful because they are in resonance. Um, so yes, everything is, pyramid is everywhere. It's, it's, an, it's an icosahedron, it's a dodecahedron, it's, it's all made up of uh, pyramids. Um, and uh, yes, they have very different frequencies and it depends on really what is your intention and what are you trying to manifest. So we need to really look into that and pick up the um, vibrations which align with that.
1: I was reading online about someone who built uh, a scale, an exact scale model of uh, one of the Giza pyramids. He drawn. They used copper wire, uh, mm-hmm. and they had never, they ne- they didn't know much about it. They'd heard about it, uh, the healing powers and so forth. So they said, "Well, let me try this on my own." They built one, uh, and they um, they talked about. Uh, placing their hands inside, they aligned it t- t- to a magnetic north, I guess, and they placed mm-hmm. their hands inside uh, the pyramid. And they, f- they first of all, they noticed immediately um, they smelt copper, uh, or I don't know what copper smells like, but they f- they also felt like they tasted it in the back of their throat. Uh, so they were maybe surmising that that uh, this. Uh, tetrahedron was it was ionizing the copper into the air and mm. uh, they placed their hands inside the pyramid and they and this person's mother felt it as well and also smelt it and tasted it uh and they felt they they described it as kind of a not a kind of a not a, a, a mild electric shock is the words they used, but that's not really what they meant i mean it wasn't like a zap it was just kind of a well just kind of a tingling and an energy that was permeating you know their skin and so forth uh, mm-hmm. so how do you what's going on there? What do you think is happening?
2: Well, it sounds like they were uh they were sensing the energy the tingling is is a very common uh thing that people experience the- it's either warmth or tingling or coldness um so this is something that people experience as soon as they they experience that that different vibrations. So uh, some people experience when they're sensitive to energies and th- they can sense the shift in the energy or the shift in the vibration. Um, the the tasting of copper, I'm not sure what that is because I do have a copper pipe uh, pyramid where I sit and meditate under. Um, and uh, I, you know, when, when, because I use it on my clients when I'm doing energy work as well and they experience uh, extreme tingling when I'm working or when I'm putting that uh, you know on a specific uh, area, even though it doesn't touch them, they yet they feel that in their body, which is which actually pretty fascinates me because uh, that confirms that they are actually you know something is happening there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's basically the sensing the difference in vibration, difference in energy. And tingling is a very, very common experience that people have all the time. In fact, when you sit under a Russian pyramid, it's it's extreme. I felt like extreme dizziness as soon as I sat in there because I was uh, it was very pretty, pretty high vibration for me at that point.
1: So, what sorts of things are you dealing with pyramids and your clients? Is it can it can it uh, alleviate depression, sleep disorders? What?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, depression, sadness. Um, um, feeling of aloof, um, low self-esteem, all of this. Because one of the other things is pyramid bring negative ions, which is when you have uh, low, low, when you have more positive ions, you feel um, more disconnected, uh, depression, and all these are very, very common. Insomnia, all these are very common symptoms. So pyramids, any kind of spiritual tools, first thing is they bring negative ions into your environment. And most people are, surround, are isolated there either working in their apartments or in their cubicles under fluorescent lights. It's pretty, uh, the negative ions are, are kind of zero, in fact, negative, uh, if I can uh, put that way. And it has been researched as well. So we need to bring in these uh, these tools, a pyramid put on your desk, like an office desk, can increase the negative ions and make, can make you feel happy. And more excited or more passionate about your work. Otherwise, that's the reason. Number one reason people are always wanna are looking forward for vacations because they they're not finding that environment in where they live. So I work with people who have ADHD, um, depression, uh, PTSD. So all these different and serious problems can be um, can pyramids can really help that, and especially when we focus on specific problem areas in their chakras like I worked with mine it can they can really benefit a lot from um, bringing that into their environment, into their homes
1: Finally, tell me about the Cosmic Reset Conference
2: Absolutely um, Cosmic Reset is the first pyramid spiritual retreat that we are doing here in the US um, it, is, uh, it is a three day retreat in Madison, Virginia from August 2nd to 4th where we are bringing in Speakers to talk about sacred geometry like Fernando Vosa uh, and Charlie Zees which whom I just talked about who makes pyramids um, Russian pyramids So we want to talk about pyramid power and and uh, Fernando is actually making a Icosahedron dome Which does incredible things. He's pretty fascinating um, And uh, and also we are doing uh, we're bringing in Randy White who uh, actually Who da- he did he who did a show on quantum? um Quantum Effect on Gaia TV, and also an Undisclosed with Emery Smith. So he's doing two shows, and he's coming to talk about consciousness. Um, we have Christina Schwinn to talk about multi-dimensional awakening. Um, and uh, we have my father, who is coming from India, who's going to do uh, some lead some intensive meditations with his flute um, three days. And in the end, also, we have at the last, not with the lead, but we have Wind daughter coming to do some shaman work. So we are kind of bringing all different elements to really bring a reset in this three day intensive workshop where we're going to learn a great, great tools and techniques and meditate together in groups and also uh, connect our spirit through shaman, uh, shamanic journey. So I'm really looking forward to it and I invite uh, anyone who's listening to this to join us in August.
1: August 2nd to August 4th at the at uh, in in Madison, Virginia. I'm guessing uh, if people are coming from afar they could fly into uh, a Dulles airport perhaps and drive. Yes,
2: Dallas or Charlottesville. Charlottesville is just half an hour away and they can just take an Uber or something and come.
1: Excellent. And
2: uh, everything is uh, taken care of the food, the stay and the event so you just have to bring yourself.
1: And do they go to com for information?
2: For this uh, information, they go to CosmicReset.com. Um, and, but if you want to know more about me, yes, you can go to Paripa3.com.
1: And I will link up to that in the episode notes. Mm-hmm. Well, Pari, a great pleasure to meet you and speak with you. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you. Okay, before I say goodnight to the moon over Messenia, I'll be back to tell you a little bit about what's in store on the next installment of Conspiracy Unlimited. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the Star Chamber. $20 a month is the whistleblower tier, and a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me and all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet, patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, the Knights Templar in North America.
0: What really did they discover under the Temple of Solomon? And we know that the Jewish high priests practiced the earlier mysteries of the Egyptian mysteries, of the Christian mysteries. So there was a combination of, of bringing together knowledge which really resulted in absolute power.
1: Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now.